Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Not included. You come walking out of the building in which you had destroyed the Orthon. Covered in goo. Covered in goo. To see that uh, the Harmonium are investigating what's just happened. I press to imitate us. Immediately. Okay. You see that they're looking at the dead bodies in the streets. You see that uh, a couple of them are inspecting the roof of the building that you're in that was on fire. We should find out if Zerakuk got out okay. I mean, we don't know how long that sniper crossbow guy was hanging around. And you see, just on the edge of the street, you see this massive, long trailing shadow with large, sharp points to the shadow pass. Just past the other side of the street. I tiptoe my boots away from the. You see it just kind of go by. And you see, even the harmonium, even in the middle of their investigations and everything, kind of stop. And everyone kind of looks. And you see everyone kind of make way for this uh-huh. shadow as it just kind of goes by. And that seems to invigorate them. They very quickly begin picking up the bodies. You know, people are starting to come out into the street, and they're starting to direct people, you know, go about, start going about your business. And one of the harmonium, big our plate mail comes up to the three of you and says, Do you know anything about this? And he points to these bodies. What do I see with True saying? <laughs> oh, with the lady's shadow? <laughs> uh, you saw the lady oh, herself. <laughs> okay. You saw this m- massive, almost looked like bronze and, and brass sort of mask. With these massive robes trailing behind. With true sight, you could even see that as she walked, that the shadow was giving off magical energy, mm. and that there was like magical energy parting in front of her. Oh wow! And leaving kind of like a, a trail behind her. So even as she passed, and the shadow then passed, it still kind of left this sort of wake. That's cool. That's like a thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wake of crying see? about. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So uh, I am staring blankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you're darn tootin' we do. Well, explain yourself. I said, I smashed that one indirectly, and then we smashed that one, and then inside there's little bits of one of them still laying around. And then as I say that, I... <laughs> and then I say, here, this is some evidence, if you like. Well, where's your permit? We didn't uh, issue any permits for a street fight today. I, I pulled the second one out of my head, like, Ugh! And I say, we didn't consent. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they had a permit either. <laughs> Unless he did. And then, woo. He says, do you understand that in this town, the lady dislikes fisticuffs and melee? Yes, sir. I have no idea what you're talking about. We, we, we in fact do. We did not intend to engage in this fight. We were just, we were literally hit with crossbow bolts. And so we thought it was our civic duty to make sure that these... 
rapacious rebel rousers uh, were put to rights. Give me a persuasion. I just point. I pointed him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some money words right there. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, okay. He says. Hmm. Well, don't go too far. We're not done investigating, and we may have more questions for you. Uh, have you, as you were coming through the the scene, have you seen a, a dwarf? And then I describe to him what Zarakoth looked like. Mm-hmm. He, he was with us, and, and I want to make sure that he was okay. We, we came out after him, and I, I'm not sure where he went. The only dwarf that meets that description is one that is cowering over in the alleyway. Thank you, sir. I start walking. He says, as you walk off, he says, Be prepared for a summons. Yes, sir. I shove the two crossbow bolts in his hands. Like, Don't forget these. The blood's mine. <laughs> I'm just like, magic. Yeah, the other thing that's really tripping you out is that, you know, because you have True Sight on in, in Sigil, because, well, it helped with the fight, but other than that, it's just... The adrenaline's idea. worn off, so now the realities are setting in. Right. <laughs> the doesn't have a sanity stat? We could get into some real Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> As you are walking down the street after them, um, you notice that you are being passed by all manner of fiend, celestial, fae, some creatures you, you can't even name. <laughs> you see buildings shifting and moving as you look at them. They shift and move. It's very difficult to tell what buildings are, what the real state of that building is. You also notice that it seems like from just about everywhere you look, there is some kind of planar light oozing coming from windows and pothole covers and the tops of barrels and doorways and That's gotta be cool. they're all kind of outlined in this sort of eldritch light. Mm. It's at that moment that you realize this is why this place is called the City of Doors because it seems everywhere you look if it's even just a square in a wall yeah. it seems that there are places that could serve as a portal hmm. of some note. What trips you out the most, though, is that you see a dragon walk into this building, and as it goes to walk into the building, you notice that the building, the entire door and everything about the building contorts, so this ancient dragon just can walk right in. And as it passes through, the building kind of morphs again back down to a normal door. Weird. Yeah, the other thing that kind of trips you out is that you feel as though Sigil is really flat, almost as though you're kind of looking out, instead of... With normal sight, you would look to see the city kind of go like this, right? Yeah. All the way around in a circle. Now, you just, it looks like the city just kind of goes on. Oh. <laughs> yes, here we go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little disconcerting. He's in battle euphoria. <laughs> I've experienced it myself. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... I don't know Iran very well, so this might be normal. <laughs> it is a memorable trip hmm. that you are having. It'll be like a defining experience for Iraq. He's finally like learning all these things about <laughs> flames just by being in Sigil with True <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, some of the creatures that you see are really quite frightening, and you can't believe that they're just kind of walking down the street. You know, like there goes a Baylor. <laughs> you make your way a little bit up the street to that alleyway indicated by the Harmonium Guard. Behind a barrel, you find Zara Cook sitting there with a flask in his hand. What does Zarakook look like to me? Uh, Zarakook looks quite young. He doesn't look nearly as old and as ragged as he had. Hmm. 
Uh, he looks much uh, younger and fit and spry. Interesting. Like a young dwarf, almost. Maybe only a hundred years old. Hmm. But you can see marks of eldritch energy on him, as though he's had encounters with a whole variety of different kinds of magical things. Okay. Magical tattoos. <laughs> Scars left behind, almost. But he is sitting there with a flask in his hand, and as you walk up and you come around the corner, he goes, Oh, oh well, what was that all about? You'd have known. He would have helped out. I grab his flask mm-hmm. and take a swig. <laughs> it's dwarven whiskey. Ah. <laughs> ah. I think it was some guys that um, didn't like our prior employment. Right? Yeah. Well, that was a bounty hunter. From yeah. one of the Nine Hells. Who'd you piss off? People of the Nine Hells. Who haven't we pissed off? <laughs> We've been to basically all of the bad places in the plains. Yeah. Can only go up from here. We're hoping that you might actually be able to help us with the reason that we came here. Oh, you mentioned that before. What was it again? Well, we were sent to look for uh, a temple to Timora, within which was a bard named Mercurio Augusto Domine. Mm. Both were taken, we assume, bodily from our plane, and we aren't sure where it went. Well, I think better on a full stomach, and it's been quite a while since I had a good meal. Aspen's stomach, in that comical way, kind of moves and rumbles. (laughs) Yeah, and the rest of you also realize that, yeah, you know, it has been a while since we had a good meal. You know, we had just kind of gotten back from carcery, and you went straight to Beatles, and, you know. And then we had that big fight. He says, it sounds good. He says, how about we, uh, we have a good meal, and then now uh, we can talk. Yeah. Sizzler. Yeah, where, where's the best place? <laughs> What's that? Sizzler. Sizzler. Bob's Grill. We're going to Sizzler. <laughs> says, uh, well, there's quite a few places. Do you have a favorite? You've been here longer. Do you have a favorite? No. <sighs> Golden Corral. I hate this conversation. <laughs> Do you have a place called TGI Fridays here? <laughs> Old Country Buffet. <laughs> These dwarves are very white. <laughs> really good mashed potatoes. <laughs> and you pick dessert first. You can just take him to the Blink House. You know, that's dwarven owned and run. Yeah, let's just go to the Blink House. Yeah, they sell cat. It was good. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you try it. I don't think they have other things. All right. <laughs> and the Blink House isn't far from the clerk's ward. When you told me we'd be eating... Never mind. <laughs> you enter into the Blink House, and you pull up a booth there in the tap room, and uh, you order some food. Cook orders one of everything, pretty much. He doesn't care what it is. If it's uh, cooked and it's coming with gravy, he's happy. So you sit down, and you drink, and you eat... And as you have come to expect from uh, the food at the Blink House, it's good, satisfying, you know, it's made by a dwarven family, so sticks to your bones, fills you up. Nice. Zeracook gets through uh, his final course of about 14. And he's sitting there and he's kind of uh, sipping on some brandy. And he says, Oh, all right. So, start at the beginning. Well, 
<clears throat> we're from a plane, a material plane, and we had this bard friend whose name was Mercurio. I don't know, some yeah. fancy name. We Argentine. Just call Mark. Argentine. Yep. Um, Mercurial Augusto Dominic. How do you know this? Because I saw him in concert once, and uh, it was very, very good. Oh, uh, we we adventured with him for a while, and we still can't remember. But <laughs> he's a really good friend. We just call him Mark. He's so, Mark to us. He's Mark to us, yeah. I don't know if he's... I still don't know if he likes us, but whatever. So, uh, we heard that he... The running theme in Enoch's life. <laughs> he's not sure if anybody is actually his friend. He's got the fire elemental back at home that actually really loves him and is really sweet. He just messes up because he forgets that he lights things on fire. <laughs> And here is Erog, it's all devoid about of friends. The air elemental's way more useful. It's, it's all about finding that true friend. Utilitarianism is how Erog rates the his The air friends. elemental messed up your study. I went in to stop him, but I burned everything. <laughs> Why do you hate me? <laughs> Why? Why? What did I do to you? <laughs> anyway, we, we got news that Mark disappeared. We tracked him down <laughs> to some... Far away place from where we're generally hanging out. So we went there, and then some king or or queen or princess, uh, some royalty. It was a queen, I believe. We I don't care what it was. It was worthless system. That's what that is. But let's not get into that little tirade right now. Look, what you're, the point you're missing <laughs> is they stole a temple. Oh, yeah, they stole a temple. Like... And just stole the whole thing. Yep. Like, it was just cut out of the ground. Like, it was a removed. potato at the end of the table. They just took it, and now it's gone. Yeah, you can't do that to potatoes. And Mark's at, gone. At the end of the table. I don't know why them being on the table isn't important to this metaphor, but... Yeah, but, yeah we, we might have lost the metaphor a little. It's, it's fine. We'll come there, back to it. There was a temple to Timora, yeah. within which there was a, being held a funeral of a famous paladin. I don't know him. I guess he wasn't that famous. But within the crowd was Mark. And the temple was, like, completely taken, like, dug out of the ground. Like, it was it was very well done. It was, it, I mean, it was clearly evil, but also kind of classy work. Wait. Do you think there's Harpers around here? I mean, there's, there's, I guess there there should be. I look at Zarekuk and I go, have you ever heard of the Harper's Organization? Uh, no, but I'm not a big fan of music. Yeah, good point. It is a really, it's a, it's a worthless instrument. No offense to harps, people. <laughs> um, okay. so, uh, so, let me understand what happened. Your friend was at the funeral at the temple. Yes. And while he was at the funeral at the temple, someone took the temple. Yes. Yes, like a potato at the end of the table. Yeah. Just took it. Potemple. Potemples. And you think the temple ended up here in one of the planes? Where yes. else would it go? We thought we would just sort of we couldn't look around for it amongst the multiverse. Mm. And we haven't well, looked we into it. Well, we didn't intend to come in here. We actually accidentally fell through a portal in the first place. So after oh, yeah. thoughtfully examining the hole where the temple was, uh, I, unlike other mages, I won't even call them wizards, but mages of, of the, the local governance 
was able to determine that due to conjuration magic. Did they go to a public magic school instead of a private one like Hogwarts? (laughs) Uh, They went to uh, University of Magic Online. I'm not really (laughs) sure. I didn't. I wasn't able to go to second magic high. I couldn't go to school because you know I was in a cave without my parents. But we talked to the governess person, uh, whoever the highest, whatever it's order. Who? Uh, We talked to them and they're like, oh, we had this gnome apparently who was looking into planar travel and he had a little he was supposed to be an expert on the planes and he had like a hovel and we went to the hovel and we opened a door and walked in and then like there was i get like a pattern under the floor under all these papers and stuff and shump then we're in hell the whole room was the portal why would you do that (laughs) what's the point of the whole room leave a perimeter how did he store stuff Leave a How perimeter. How did he use any of those books in that room? If every time he walked in, it just activated. I know. It's really, it's, uh, so you walked into the room, a portal activated, and he ended up in Bator. Correct. Yep. And oh. we saw his corpse. And well, you'd gone there to talk to him about what happened to the temple. Yes. That's right. Ah, Our, our leads dried up real hard after that. Then we got here, and everybody kept smelling us. Yeah, well, I don't you like, do smell like, like the prime. I don't like the smelling piece of this. <laughs> It does make me kind of self-conscious. I know. Yeah, I Which makes we, me smell more. I thought we were done with that when Mark kind of, you know, went off his own. Because like, he always was like, oh, you smell bad, you rock. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I just smell normal. I don't care. Well, <laughs> this could not, this could be coincidental. Or it could not be. But recently, a sorcerer named uh, Loviath uh, contacted me on one of my trips here to Sigil. She was interested in gaining knowledge of how planar portals work. You know, where are some of the more infamous ones located? And how could one travel, you know, to the material plane with ease? She was willing to pay, so I was happy to share, you know, my knowledge. And at first, some of her questions seemed, you know, benign. You know, uh, for example, can multiple people in multiple places use the same portal at the same time? Uh, is it possible to create new portals, or is there a finite and limited, you know, number of them? Fair enough. Could a person create a portal that only uh, allowed certain things through them? And, uh, can I have answers to all these questions about it? Because these are brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, does the size of the portal restrict the size of the thing that can use the portal? Ah, the age-old size question. Well... I immediately assumed that she was talking about Sigil. And so I warned her that, you know, any attempt to break or disrupt or create portals here could be an affront to the lady and an effort in futility and death. But as she continued to ask me these questions, they began to take on a more sinister bent. I realized that she really wasn't interested in a purely academic sense that she was planning something, scheming something. So I told her that I was done sharing what I had learned and that she should make haste to excuse herself because I wasn't going to have any part of any kind of dastardly scheme. What made you think that, like, how did they take a sinister bend? Well, it was more in the way she was talking. And she kept coming back to portals in Bator. In the abyss. Oh, I don't want to go back there. So this is a little bit like someone saying, 
So how much fertilizer would you need for an explosion? <laughs> just exactly. in an academic yeah, pursuit. Purely, yeah. you know, I was thinking, it just came up. You know, I have done everything I can do to stay away from the blood war. I don't want anything to do with it. Most people don't. Anyone with sense doesn't. And the kind of knowledge, you know, that I gave her, if not used in a proper way, could make someone rather wealthy and powerful. The other thing I noticed is that she seemed to be traveling a lot to Baytor. Could you smell it? Coming back. Oh, yeah, you can always smell that uh, brimstone. It's pungent. Traveling back and forth <laughs> to the lower plains. <coughs> so I told her, that's it. I don't want anything to do with you. You get on your way now. Zara Cook, it's over, done with. But I've kept an eye on her. She's still around town. Oh, no. She hasn't been in Sigil for a while. Now, like I said, I don't know if she had anything to do with your temple going on holiday. But it seems to me awfully coincidental that she's asking about the size of portals and the size of things that can go through portals, and now you're here telling me a temple's gone missing. Mm. I don't believe in coincidences. It also is quite interesting to me that she's been spending a lot of time in Baytor and a lot of time in the Lower Plains. And the temple that went missing is a temple of Timora. Okay. I, can you make that connection for me? I'm kind of new to the Plains. Yeah, can you make that connection for him? <laughs> yes, please explain to these <clears throat> low understanding folk. What a what a politically correct way to put that, Iraq. I'm proud of you. You're making steps. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, Timora resides at the gates of the moon. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> She's known as Lady Luck. Yes. I knew that part. Yep, that. said that too. She's quite good. I, I, I As I understand, that. Yeah. 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 Right? Well, Bator and the Abyss are quite evil. Right. All the lower planes are seat evil. Yes. We, can't, we did kind of expect this. We've been there. So, I'm thinking that if you're evil, that might be something you might want to be taken. I guess the queen did say there was quite a bit of wealth in the basement. Well, that would make sense. Oftentimes, you know, temples of Timora, at least throughout the plains, those are places where people keep things that make them feel lucky, make them feel powerful. I want to feel lucky and powerful. Well, like I said, it could be a coincidence. But if I were you, I'd go looking for this, uh, you know, Loviath. Last I heard, she was in Plague Mort. Plague Mort? Plague Mort? I, no, I don't like the sound of that at all. It has the word plague and I think the word death in it. <laughs> or poo. Or the sea. I never can remember which one is. <laughs> Where's Plague Mort at? Plague Mort is in the Outlands. It's the gate city to the Abyss. That's fitting. That sounds right. Well, what's interesting to me is that if she's working with someone from Baytor, then she's awfully close to enemy lines. Ah, uh, the abyss. I'll warn you, though, if you go to Plague Mort, in the last few months, the gate to the abyss has grown larger and larger. Soon, 
Plague Mort will be swallowed whole. So if you go, be quick about it, or you'll find yourself someplace you don't want to be. Do gates like that change shape regularly? Aye. As each one of those gate cities in the Outlands grows more and more and more like the plane to which uh. it gates to, it leads to, soon that plane swallows it. Now, if you go to Excelsior, that's a celebration. People come down from Celestia. They march in, it's a huge parade, there's a celebration, everyone's happy, and then a new Excelsior grows in its place. But if you're in Plague Mort, then chaos slowly grows in powder until the entire city is seeped in it, oozing with it, chaos running rampant in the streets, and then it is consumed in violence. So Plague Mart's right on a cliff to the edge of the abyss. But... That's where all the gate cities are. But in the case of Plague Mort, as a city gains more and more like the place to which it gates, that gate grows larger and larger. And the gate to the abyss has been swallowing parts of Plague Mort for a while now. So if you go, be quick about it. Hmm. Where's the portal to Plague Mort? Ah, now that's the interesting thing. The gate to Plague Mort is in the Hall of Records. Huh. Oh, no. That makes no. sense in a way. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's the entryway to the Taxation Records Vault. So you'll need a clerk to escort you so that they can make sure that you're not just rifling through tax records. The key to the portal, both there and back, is a sprig of razor vine. Razor vine? Aye, so all that vines you see growing in the streets around here. So we can just grab any of that? How much grab any piece you like, but make sure when you get to Plague Mort that you grab another piece. Can't we grab two from here? Well, I suppose you could. But you'll need one to get back. Okay. Sounds good. Doesn't sound good to me. While mm. we have you here... Why do we never get to go to that fun town? Era. Yes. Did you want to talk to him about how to set up your your, your plane shift spell? You know much about spells? Well, we had talked about it before. That's true. I did tell you about it. That's how you know. Yeah. Of course. I don't know it. Good. Yes. Yes, Zara Cook. I'm in need of a uh, tuning fork of sorts. Have you adventured or understood much of the harmonies created within each plane? Oh, you're asking after our spell key, right? Uh, I, I would guess. Basically, I need a metal rod, a forked metal rod, attuned to whichever plane I'd like to travel to. Oh, I see. You're talking about an actual spell. Yes. Ah, well, Beatles will be the place for that. He has all kinds of things. I thought you were talking about a spell key. Oh, what's a spell key? Oh, you don't know? Well, yes, I know. It'd just be great to be refreshed. So much knowledge within my brain. I can only, only hold, he totally hold them know. so... Shh! <laughs> <laughs> well, there are two kinds of spell keys. There's a general spell key. General spell key. And there's a specific... A general spell key affects all the spells of the same type. So you can get a conjuration spell key, a necromancy spell key, an abjuration spell key, etc. Mm. And a specific spell key is for a single particular spell. 
if you have a spell key, then the spell's not affected at all by the various magics that make up the planes. Oh. But they're quite expensive. What's quite? Oh, I don't know, but I'd expect it runs you in the tens of thousands. Mm. Do you have any brothers who are lost? That perhaps <laughs> another beetle is looking for. <laughs> no. So that, that lowered the other ones. No. no. Spell keys are a bit like power keys. Mm. So power keys are those, as you know, are those keys that are given to priests and clerics yes. by their gods. Uh, spell keys are just as rare. I see. I see. I've only seen two in my entire life. What, where did you see them? I saw one in the Happy Hunting Grounds, in the Beastlands. And I saw the other in the Abyss. Hmm. Or was it Limbo? Ah, well, they all two, they're both similar. True. Six in one, half dozen in the other. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that refresher of my knowledge. Can you tell us what this Loviath looks like? No. She's a tiefling? Of course she is. And quite a powerful sorcerer. Perhaps even a warlock. She has a strong smell of brimstone about her. And the kind of brimstone like that only comes if she's been traveling the river Styx. So I assure you, if she's been coming back and forth to Baytor... She's been going deep into the layers of hell. A grimace. We'll be off the tiefling. Potentially warlock. <clears throat> All right, Sorlark. Well, thank you, Zerika. We appreciate your information. Oh, thanks for saving me from carcery. You bet. And your debt. Oh, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to be headed to the Dwarven Mountain. Should you ever need anything, you can find me there. Let's hope you get there right this time. Aye. We'll have a drink. Sounds great. He gets up and he kind of smooths out his clothes a little bit, huffs up, huffs up, pulls up his belt a little bit, and uh, waddles his way out of the Blink House. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. I'm tired. <laughs> Let I'm, us take a very long rest. I'm to the fullest of nature. I'm bleeding out before all over the place here. Yeah, me too, bud. <laughs> I agree. Let's get rooms. I kept heating, and I didn't realize it's because the food was literally just coming <laughs> out of a hole in my chest. <laughs> I was half asleep during that entire discussion. <laughs> All right, yes, you can take a, a long, a long rest indeed. Oh, and I would like to give Erock inspiration for that conversation with Zara Cook. 
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I, I wake up mm-hmm. after my very refreshing rest. Yes. And I summon Archimedes. Okay. Yay. Aspen doesn't know, but he's happy <laughs> for some reason. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and I say, take a look around. See, he kind of hops off your shoulder, and he kind of <laughs> hops up to the window, kind of looks out the window, you know, twisting his head. And uh, you immediately get a sense of um, about fucking time, really. <laughs> like, you get a sense of, now this is more like it. Yes. Yes, enjoy it, because today we travel to Baytor. Let's go! What? <laughs> <laughs> and I, just, I laugh. Ha 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 ha! Yeah. He kind of fluffs up his feathers a little bit at that. For your part, you're very happy that um, the true sight has passed. Oh, yes. <laughs> you notice that as you look out, you notice that the city looks a lot more as you remember it looking, with it kind of wrapping up like this, kind of dusky, and that the buildings don't seem to be moving. Uh, you don't see any sort of little portal outlines all over the place. Mm-hmm. It looks like more typical sorts of um, humanoid races walking the streets. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel much better. Yeah. It's rather discombobulating. I assume that uh, everyone meets downstairs in the tap room? Yeah. Yes. For breakfast. Yeah. Over breakfast, we will discuss our plans. Discuss away. So we're heading to uh, Plague Mort. And we have to go through the worst place ever. To get there. Yeah. <laughs> which is the Halls of Taxation. Not how I would have looked at all this, but... <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. I'd much rather be in Plague Mort than the Halls of Taxation. I do want to make sure that when we go to Plague Mort, we go straight to the um, Visitor's Bureau. That's great. We should get some information I want to get there. some, like, pamphlets on, like... Yeah, maybe they've yeah. got postcards. While in Plague Mort. The Visitor's Bureau. Top, top ten things to do while in Plague Mort. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if we're doing all this traveling, we yeah. might as well enjoy the trip, right? What do you think, Aspen? You could always maybe ask someone or get some information on Plague Mort. Around here? Yeah, we're going to. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. Well, we should go talk to... Who's that guy that gave us that random job again? Well, he was in the merchant district. Well, you have a couple contacts you could talk to. I could also get up my coin. Yeah, we call the tout. Call the tout. Call Kara. Yeah, call Kara the tout, or you could talk to Zuboka. Zuboka, yes, that was his name. Uh, we should also go talk to Beetle real quick. Just because I want to find out a little bit more about the tune, tuning fork thing. Because that could make our lives much easier. You tuned it to here? Yes. <laughs> okay. Shall we go as a group, or... Do yeah, we yeah, stick together. Yeah. Yep. Always a good thing. All right, where are you headed first? We'll be as efficient as we can by going to the closest. The closest, all right. Car of the Tout can come to you. Yes. Okay, then we won't go to Car of the Tout. We won't summon her yet. Let's go so to you Beatles. Could, let's go find out about your tuning fork. Or... Yeah, let's go to <clears> Beatles. <throat> All right, yeah, you uh, make your way back down to the clerk ward, and uh, you enter into Beatles' shop. Beatles kind of pops up out of, kind of nowhere, as he's prone to do, and he says... Ah, two of my favorite dwarves in all of the ward. And one of your favorite gnomes, right? 
My only favorite gnome. Yes. Now, what can I do for you today? Yes. I have come upon the knowledge that to utilize a certain spell I've learned, I need a fork tuned to the plane I plan to travel to. Ah, yes, of course. I have a few. Do you have any for sigil? Those are outlawed. Oh, that makes sense. And often, if you find one, the lady has been wise enough in her infinite grace, and he knows that he's very careful about that, to ensure that it doesn't work properly. Hmm. That is great knowledge. So even if I do, in some way, possibly know of one that might exist, I'm afraid I can't help you at all. I see. Very and well. it would be foolhardy to use one. If it would appear. I would not risk her wrath. He says, but I do have a few forks. I have one tuned to Aborea, one to uh, Limbo. I have one to Elysium, Pandemonium, and Mechanus. Are any of those... So Me- Mechanus you... sounds great, actually. Yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go to Limbo? Ooh. I'm really good at it. Do I know any of those? <laughs> do you know any of those? Yeah. We've talked about pandemonium. What do you know? Well, you know that mechanist is considered the plane of law. Pure law. Um, as lawful and neutral as they come. Ooh. It is all mechanized, chink, 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 orally, that kind of thing. Whereas limbo is known as the plane of chaos. And so that kind of serves as the two poles. Aborea is next to the Beastlands. It's considered one of the more chaotic upper planes, so on the chaotic good spectrum. Mm-hmm. Whereas Arcadia is is closer to Mount Celesta. And Archeon is between Mechanus and Bator, so you kind of have this sort of lawful neutral bent that kind of leans evil. Oh, I go. <clears throat> so what's the price for Mechanus and Arbor? Oh. Or sorry, Arcadia and Ar- Arbor. Arcadia Aboria. and Aboria? Aboria, yes. Ah, they run 5,000 each. Mm. You I notice that the mechanist one, it looks like a tuning fork that is made out of a geared spring. Ooh. It looks very mechanized, if you will. <laughs> and Aboria, the one looks a, a, a bit like a twig. Beautiful. I have 1,323 silver. Beautiful, Baron. Thank I you. I go get money exchanged. Well, we're going there anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Beetle. We shall be back later to procure one of those forts. If you wouldn't mind holding them for us. Uh, I can hold the two, certainly. Yes, that'd be of great. Course. I look forward to doing business with you. Mm-hmm. When we, uh, scamper on out. We scamper. Okay. Now where? Zabatur. Zaboka? Zaboka! Okay. I don't know why that name Zaboka de so Bapo! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you head to uh, Zaboka's and you walk in. And who's the first to walk in? I guess me. Okay. I'm, I'm you, leading this brigade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk in and you hear. You're the master of time and space. <laughs> That's true. Very true. You walk in and you hear in your head. 
Ah, have you come for another job? I go, ah! Oh, jeez, I forgot he does that. Oh. <laughs> and I just hold up my finger. <laughs> and think nothing. Okay. I'm like, is he brain talking? <laughs> is he yeah. brain talking? Yeah, I forgot he did that. Mm-hmm. I was, whew, was not expecting that. But I think, hi. After the true <laughs> he says, hello. Yes, any jobs? Preferably near the Plague Mart area. Mmm. I'm afraid that I have no jobs for Plague Mort. Do you know anything about Plague Mort? I heard it is beautiful. <laughs> I know a great deal about Plague Mort. Well, would you mind sharing some of that knowledge with your favoriteest employees? This is for a hundred gold. Ah. Do you have a job that we could do that gets us a hundred gold? I can sweep. And I summon my mage hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just brushing stuff. <laughs> and I go, <clears throat> What? What? He wants a hundred gold, but we're going to sweep this place. Pull out your mage hand. Oh. Sweep, sweep. <laughs> I pull out my mage hand, like literally out of my pocket. <laughs> And I put a hundred gold in its hand, and I send it over. Okay. I go. <laughs> so you pay him, and he says, "What is it you would like to know?" What is going on? <laughs> he says, "He says in your head, Iraq. He says, what is it you would like to know about Plague Mort?'" What, this place. what is it? Why do we want to ask this? What about what? Plague Mort, don't you hear him? I don't know what's oh, going on. Oh, right, it's in my head. I forgot. See, it's just this place, man. This place. I, I go to like just looking at stuff <laughs> on the shelves. Okay. I'm looking at one. That's something. What is that? Yeah. And I, I look at, at <laughs> Zaboka. I had to play it back. You got to play it. Zaboka. And I go, <clears throat> and I think, can, can you just talk to the gnome? Like, <laughs> What is it you would like to know about Plague Mort? Is there anybody that lives there that we should really watch out for? <laughs> Plague Mort's a bundle of shacks, kips, and runes clustered about the walls of a shining silver steel keep. In the keep sits the Archlector. He rules the city. The Archlector has one job. I'm like repeating this back to the dudes as he's saying it to me. One job and one job alone. And that is to deliver the town to the abyss. By causing more chaos. Yes, exactly. On the whole, the people of Plague Mort are there either in some way to benefit from the abyss, or because they are so much like the other residents of the abyss. It's a vile city. Wherever a body looks, though, you'll find treachery and oppression, pain. The sooner the abyss swallows it, the better. Does this shop have a bit of a general store look to it? No, it has more of a travel agency sort of cash that check money place feel to it. It just it's, <laughs> they're not things on shelves. There are things on shelves. It's not general store like. It's okay. more like in you know bits and bobs all connected to you know his trade of shipping and. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. There's a, some golf balls in a container, and it tells you how much it would cost to send this container to Baytor. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
something like that. Get the name of your company on your golf ball. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, he says, It is a foul, rotting, gray city of dirty stone and collapsing timbers. But I have heard that there are a few spots worth dining in. Ooh, I'm definitely interested. I mean, I don't want to dine there, but we might end up being there like longer than we expect to be, so I would certainly be interested in whatever Fantasy Yelp has to say. Yeah, yeah, my uh, Fantasy Yelp followers need me to write this review. <laughs> He's kind of an influencer. Well, <laughs> if you must stay there... It was great, says Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I'd recommend the Eye of the Dragon or the Bell and Whistle. Okay. 4.5 hammers. <laughs> <laughs> but... Do not venture into the catacombs beneath the city. I don't really want to do that. That doesn't sound good. Filled with the foulest filth and mire. Only those who do not wish to be found. Oh, great. That means she's definitely going to be down there. (laughs) Would wade through such muck. I bet that muck also covers the smell of brimstone, huh? (laughs) I have no idea. I've never been. Oh, it's just like listening to someone on a cell phone, talking to someone, and you can't hear the other half of the conversation. It is, because I'm literally saying all this out loud. I refuse to speak in my head. Killing me smalls. Sitting in a chair that's just slightly too big, so your feet are dangling, you're just kicking your feet. I've read all the pamphlets already. (laughs) He says, Plague Mort is also known as the Trade Gate. A great deal of trade happens there. If there is something... That you want that is dangerous and illegal throughout most of the plains. Odds are you'll find it for sale in Plaguemort. But I will tell you, last I heard, the gate grows. Oh yeah, we heard that too. It's gonna be, we're hoping for a real quick trip, so, well. You want to ask him anything else? Mm. Oh, maybe he's heard of her. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I should ask, do you, do you do much trade with tieflings? Some. We're looking for a specific one called Loviath. I've never heard of Loviath. Hmm. But there are quite a few tieflings in Plaguemort. Tieflings, orcs, gnolls, ogres, and a share of humans. You, you ever seen a gnome or a dwarf? I don't know. Like I said, I've never been. But I would think that dwarves, gnomes, elves would all have more sense than that. I should also hope so. I do not want any of my kin to be there. Beware. In Flagmore. <laughs> oh, sorry. You just, yeah. I, I couldn't hear the other piece. I thought you were telling me to be like, well. careful. <laughs> <laughs> Beware! <laughs> he says, I've also heard that there is an abandoned temple to the deity Ogma. Oh! That's cool. What's cool? There's apparently a temple to Ogma. It's abandoned. Mm. Yeah, what do I know about Ogma? religion for Ogma. Ogma, the god of knowledge. That's right. Hmm. Scroll. My that's ears why, perk. That's why it sounded familiar, because you must have told me something. Of course I told you something. I know most everything. Is, well, I have work to do. As do I, I say with a yawn, because we just got up a little while ago. <laughs> so um, you make your way out the door? 
Yeah, we make our way up. You gonna tell everybody what you heard? Yeah. I uh, reveal to them that Plague Mort is uh, a, sh- a shack city that has a sterling keep in it. And the keep is, there's a guy in it whose only job is to cause more chaos, so the gate swallows it whole. Seems to be a running theme of this town. Mm. You uh, didn't ask about the Visitor's Bureau? I it I was led with to the impression that there was not a Visitor's Bureau to be found. Seems it like- didn't... Seem like that kind of town. They don't. They do a lot of trade. So the visitor center, I guess, would is I would be the market. Mm. The okay. market will probably fill us in. I was told that there are catacombs under the city, which is Ooh. probably Ooh. a bad like an underground tour. Ooh. No, like a like a like a sewer. Oh. Yeah, filled with filth and disgust, but I was told Oh, that's that, a bit judgmental. Well, We don't uh, have to go to all the touristy <laughs> places. We could maybe try some... Yeah, we can, like, experience true Plague Mort. Well, I mean, if we have to go there, we can. Because to she, Plague Mort? No, we do. No, we're going to Plague Mort, but, like, the underside. I don't think we necessarily have to go there if she's not there, because we are going to look for her, and we do have kind of, like, this time restraint... Because the gate is, you know, going to swallow the city mm-hmm. hole and stuff. And I don't want to go back to the abyss. Not really my jam. Yeah, in terms of catacombs, you get the sense that it's less Goonies and more the 75-page diatribe in Les Miserables by... Oh, yeah. God, don't make me relive that. Hugo, talking <laughs> about all the history of the Paris sewers. We need 5,000 gold if we want a quick evac from this place. I thought we just put this razor vine... Yeah, the razor vine is... I'm going to fill my boots with it. How we get to Plague Morton back. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea. Isn't it sharp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I won't fill my boots with it. Good, good call. <laughs> yeah, razor vine will get you to and from. Plague Morton. Yeah. But what if we're, like... So catacombs, most likely where people will not be found. I don't know. I was told that the town does a lot of trade, and if she's doing some sort of, like, shady business, the reason she might be there might be for the trade. Can you trade temples at the market? Probably. He said that you could trade basically anything. (laughs) Well, then we should go look and see if we can buy a temple, then. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to afford a temple, and that's not really how I wanted to resolve this storyline, so... <laughs> and you buy it! Great! Good job, everyone! <laughs> and we're done! That Mark's dead inside, but you got the temple! <laughs> zero chance we have the money, so... Comes with a dead bard. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Hey, he's got revivify. I got revivify. <laughs> Finally! Yes! I can revivify! And if not, Iraq's got stuff. You guys have been coordinating this the whole time. Haven't you? Turns Just out. to use Revivify. <laughs> Mike, turns out. Second level spell. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta use finally. All right, so. I'll cast it at third level. Now that you've talked. <laughs> <laughs> it does 1d4 more hit points. <laughs> it feels much better. <laughs> so now that you have talked with Zuboka, where do you want to go now? What do you want to do? One more ch- chat with the tout. And just see if there's anything that we should know. Before yeah, maybe we... the tout knows about the tiefling. Oh, yeah. Especially since she thought she, she was a tiefling for so long. She struck me as a tiefling. Maybe she just hangs out with tieflings a lot, and that's yeah. why you got that sense. Yep. I think her hair just kind of looks like a horn. Yeah. She uses a lot of product. For some reason, I thought she was wearing a hat. <laughs> see? We should call the tout. <laughs> we gotta put this argument to bed. <laughs> All right. I pull out my coin... And I do whatever needs to be done to summon 
carry the town. You just think of her. I picture her with a hat. <laughs> and a tail. And a horn. <laughs> I think I think we need to leave Baron's fetish out of this. <laughs> um, all right. Carl walks around the corner. She says, Well, it is so nice to see the three of you. And you have been around. She goes, she goes, People on the move. And not, somehow you have a the bounty on your head. <laughs> so how did you get the bounty? I don't know. How did you know about the bounty? It's my job to know things. Interesting. Well, what can I do for you? We are going to travel to Plaguemore. Well, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> well, yeah, you probably wouldn't recommend most You're places getting... we've been. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend them, certainly. Yeah, so what do you know about it, and what should we be on the lookout for? Well, I know that uh, it is probably only days or maybe a week at most away from slipping into the abyss. Hmm. Heard that, yeah. We do plan on making it a quick trip. Very quick. The Arch-Lector of Plague Mort, he is a uh, tiefling priest. Of course he is. And uh, he has bred this bizarre crossbreed with human and demon. He calls them the hounds, and they run in packs. That sounds terrifying. Like on all fours, or are they like normal human walks? Well, I've never been, but I've heard that they can be rather terrifying. And he uses them to sow chaos throughout the city. Mm. But do they bleed? She says, I know that their favorite hangout is a place called the Golden Griffin, so I'd stay away from that. Sounds so enticing. I'm not sure. Uh, what else would you like to know? Do you know anything about the catacombs? Actually, oh. I don't want to know about the catacombs so much. Uh, have you ever heard of a tiefling called Loviath? No. Hmm. If you were to hide a temple in Plaguemore, where would you hide? I don't think the hide? temple's in Plaguemore. A temple? The only temple that I know of in Plaguemore is an abandoned temple to Ogma. Uh, yeah. But it's through that abandoned temple that you can find access to the catacombs. Oh, gross. Of course, it's also rumored that down there is a second, darker temple hidden beneath it that is... Scary. Yeah. Do, do we happen to know what that temple is to? No, but I would imagine that it's probably one of the destructive forces from the abyss. Mm. One of the Tanari lords. Mm. Well, mm. those are my questions. It's a, a rambling, a dirty town filled with people all trying to get the best of each other. Let me ask you this. I mean, much like the abyss, the strongest bashers thrive, and, and they do so by... Destroying or taking advantage of the weak. How out of place are we going to look as we stroll in there? Well, I would say that uh, if you stroll in there, as you are now, that uh, you'll be rather obvious. I mean, I could probably make myself look like one of those mouth monsters. I might recommend some eyeliner. Oh yeah, I still got mine. (laughs) (laughs) I will go and gleam brightly. I can tell you that there are three gates in town. All three are connected to the Arch Lector's Keep. The rightmost gate is the gate to the Abyss. The other two will lead into somewhere into the Keep. 
But I would imagine that at this point, the size of the gate to the abyss has so distorted the keep that it might not look the same. How do you kill a hound? Well, I would assume you'd kill a hound in the same way uh, you would kill any other hound. Any other thing. But I wouldn't recommend it. Every time you kill one, three more spring in its place. What? They incapacitate. I don't want to kill anything over there. We're there to to find a person. Oh. Presumably bring her back? We haven't even talked about the plan for if we find and when we find her. I think we just need to talk to her. And, and suss out whether she... She's our, like, only suspect right now. Yep. And based on circumstantial, at best, evidence. So all we've got to do is talk and say, hey, you know anything about this? Hopefully make some amazing insight rolls. And um, then, then roll it, I think. <laughs> well, if you're going to Plague Mort, good luck. You, so, uh, do you need us to bring anything, like, while we're there? Like, yeah, you're looking for anything while we're there? From that gray, wrecked, and abandoned town? No, thank you. Okay. So, <laughs> what I want to know is how did you end up being chased by Tanari and Batezu? Well, it's a pretty long story. But, for a hundred gold, I'd be happy to share it with you. <laughs> she looks and she goes, <laughs> I give her two of these. <laughs> Finger guns. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> oh, I am so proud of you. <laughs> You all three have come along so far since you come stumbling into this cage. Yeah, we've learned quickly. The smell of the prime grows weak <laughs> on our skin. She gives a sniff. Stop smelling me! She says... <laughs> you take it in. She says, you are definitely starting to smell less and less like a prime. It's a musky. It's an earthy musky. One of these days you'll have to sit down and tell me all about carcery. Oh, buddy. Man, she knows a lot. She's been sniffing all over. That's true, she's sniffing. And it's her job to know that. That's true. Well, for a hundred gold, we'd be happy to tell you. <laughs> she says, all right, well. <laughs> she says, if you don't have anything else, I need to be going. We don't. It was good seeing you again, though. She says, you as well. I'm happy to see that none of you have found your way into the dead book yet. Wait, what's the dead book? It's the book where people who are dead are. Who holds it? I, is that an all? I mean, I was deriving most of my knowledge from the title. <laughs> <laughs> if it was called The Dead Book of Somebody, I would have been like, yes. <laughs> it is held by somebody. <laughs> Very well. Never mind. We already know what it is. Thanks. <laughs> All right. She uh, walks around the corner and out of sight. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.